This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Some transfers take no time to complete, while others can drag on and on. Robert Lewandowski, Frankie de Jong, and Raheem Sterling have all been linked with big moves throughout the summer, yet all three remain on the books at last season's clubs. Fabrizio Romano, our resident transfer guru, joins me today to shed some light on these seemingly in-limbo transfers and to report on the latest comings and goings in the summer window. Kegolesso begins right now. Well, we're a nominee for the best sports podcast category in the People's Choice Podcast Awards. We appreciate all you guys do for us, and we hope that you enjoy our show enough to nominate us to advance to the final round. So to nominate Kegolasso, go to podcastawards.com forward slash app forward slash sign up forward slash and then down to the sport category and the whole process takes less than 60 seconds and if you're wondering what the tag is about in the top corner we've included the link at the top of this episode description as well so Fabrizio great to have you back great to be back with you obviously I'm filling in for LME today how are you doing my friend all good all good thank you always a pleasure and ready to answer all your questions yeah, so let's dive straight into it. Let's start with Chelsea because there's a lot going on there. Uh, Raheem Sterling, what, what is the, the situation uh, at this moment? I would say that it's an imminent transfer. They're just waiting for the final details to be sorted out and then everything will be completed between Chelsea and Manchester City for Raheem Sterling. It's a fee around £45 million plus £10 million in advance. So the two clubs are in direct contact to complete everything as soon as possible, but it's really a matter of time and then we can consider Raheem Sterling the first signing for Chelsea this summer. So it's really imminent. They are also discussing Chelsea and Man City about Natanake as a possibility as new centre-back for Chelsea. Chelsea have an agreement with the player on personal terms he would be really keen on the move and so it's up to Chelsea now to find an agreement with Man City they want basically the same fee they asked for Raheem Sterling also for for Natanake so it's around 40-45 million pounds and so there are discussions ongoing there are two separated deals but Chelsea and Man City are in contact and so Chelsea are on it they want to sign players for Thomas Tuchel really as soon as possible so there's no other bids for Sterling at this time no, 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 no. There is no other bid. And this is why I think it's taking a bit long because Chelsea know that they are alone in this race for, uh, for Raheem Sterling. So they want to pay the correct fee and they are not in a rush to complete everything. But at the same point, they know that the player is keen on the move. They have an agreement on personal terms. So it's considered really a matter of time and there are no other clubs in the race today. It's true that many other clubs explored this possibility months ago because Raheem Sterling is out of contract next summer with, uh, with Manchester City. And so it's a big opportunity on the market. But as of today, it's only Chelsea for, for Raheem Sterling. Obviously, going back a couple of months, Chelsea themselves weren't sure how this transfer window is going to look, and we certainly weren't any the wiser. Uh, now, obviously, the takeover's happened. There seems already to be a big difference between what owner Bully wants uh, and what Thomas Tuchel wants as coach. Uh, do you get the, the same impression? I think Todd Bully 
is being very smart uh, in the approach because I see a man that is trying to enter into new world, taking care of negotiations in football is never easy and in a top club like Chelsea is really complicated. Also because Chelsea have many things to decide internally. It's not just about the new signings, but many players who want to leave, many players who have to extend the contract like Mason Mount, Volo Kante, Jorginho. So there are many things to, to resolve in, in, in few weeks and so it's not easy but I think Todd Bowley is trying to enter into this world with a very positive approach trying to bring his American mentality like on the trade deals he loves to propose swap deals around Europe to English clubs, uh, Italian clubs Spanish clubs and so he's trying to bring a new mentality but at the same point to give Thomas Tuchel what he wants. So what I'm sure is that all the signings at Chelsea this summer will be approved by Thomas Tuchel uh, Todd Bowley really trusts the manager, he wants the manager to be really happy with all the signings and so of course Odboli will have his own opinion but it's really smart I think on his end to discuss with Thomas Tuchel before deciding on every single signing. So if Cristiano Ronaldo is put forward as a signing for, for Chelsea Thomas Tuchel would have the final say over that? Yes, yes. No, no. It's like this. It's true that Todd had conversations with Jorge Mendes and I'm sure that Mendes will push again with Chelsea, with Bayern, with other clubs around Europe. Not in Italy, but around Europe, yes. But at the same point, at Chelsea side, it's up to Thomas Tuchel because Todd Bolli had the conversation with Mendes. He knows that the player would be uh, happy to leave May United this summer. But at the same point, it's Tuchel who has to say, OK, yes, let's sign Cristiano or any other player. And now Chelsea are focused on Raheem Sterling or Nathan Ake. Let's see what happens with the league in this battle with Bayern Munich formatized the league and then they will decide on Cristiano as a possibility but as of now it's up to Thomas Tuchel we had a question just there from Ace of Them Spades uh, about Christian Pulisic uh, and there's been some uh, links with uh, with Juventus is there an update on the USMNT stars future Oh, it was a possibility to discuss about Pulisic as one of the players to include uh, in a trade deal with Juventus for Matthijs Delict. But I'm told that this is not a topic now. This is not a topic because Juventus are looking for different players. They have many wingers. They signed Di Maria, so it was an option before they signed Angel Di Maria. Now they have Di Maria who is in Turin. They have Federico Chiesa coming back from an important injury, but he's a key player for Juventus. They have many players in that position, and so this is why at the moment for Pulisic Juve was a possibility, but as, uh, as of now, nothing is, is going on between Chelsea and Juventus. Well, looking outside of Chelsea now and to one of the, the most busy men uh, so far this summer, and that's Luis Campos. Not only uh, is he trying to shape the, the sporting project at PSG, he's also keeping an eye on what's going on at Celta Vigo. Now, sticking with that USMNT theme, uh, you've got Luca De La Torre uh, going to, to Celta Vigo. Can you tell us more about that deal? Really interesting deal uh, for uh, for two million. Everything has been completed and announced. The player had a medical few hours ago and then signed the contract. It's a five-year deal with Celta Vigo. And you mentioned the right name because the name is Luis Campos. Uh, he's working, of course, as director of Paris Saint-Germain, as advisor of Nasser Al-Khelaifi. But at the same point, he's also working uh, as a consultant of the board at Celta Vigo. And he suggested this boy. Uh, I think Luis Campos, this is my personal opinion, is the best talent scout in the world by far. But since long time, what he did, with Lille, with Monaco, has been simply incredible. And you know better than anyone else how uh, was the impact on, of Luis Campos in the French football. But at the same point, he's very good at looking at talents around the world, not just in Europe, not just in European countries. And so he wanted De La Torre to become a player for Celta Vigo. He thinks he could be a really interesting player for present and future. And so I hope that he will do uh, pretty good with, uh, with Celta because it's a big opportunity for him.
And on the topic of uh, Luis Campos, uh, it's funny because I know whenever we speak about clubs who are doing really good business, you always mention Sassuolo. And Campos now has his eye on a, a key talent of uh, Sassuolo in Scamaccia. Is there any update on that situation? We know that PSG have been looking at a couple of different strikers, but also with the hope of moving uh, some players on from within the squad as well. Yes, there is a negotiation between Paris Saint-Germain and Sassuolo. It started at uh, the beginning of June, and so it's a long negotiation. It's more than one month now that Paris Saint-Germain and Sassuolo are in contact for Gianluca Scamacca. Uh, Campos is a big fan of this striker. He's probably the best talented, the best talent we have in Italy now, especially about strikers, because, of course, Ciro Mobile is the most important strikers we have, but Scamacca is really young. He's doing great with Sassuolo. Many clubs in Italy and around Europe were interested in him. Then, because of the domino of the strikers, sometimes it happens that He's not a priority for all these clubs around Europe. Inter wanted Lukaku and Scamacca was the plan B. Uh, Similan signed Divo Corigion a free. Arsenal had Scamacca in their list, but the priority was Gabriel Jesus and they signed him. So this is why Scamacca is still available on the market. Paris Saint-Germain bid is around 40 million euros. Sassuolo want 50 million euros. So they are still in the negotiation. Paris Saint-Germain know that uh, the time could be a key factor in this deal to uh, find the right price and so to close the deal around 40, 45 million with some don'ts. And so negotiations ongoing but Scamacca is a serious possibility for PSG. And just to sort of tie a ribbon around this uh, first half of the pod, uh, Chelsea are one of the teams who are reportedly interested in Presnel Kimpembe, a player who PSG don't necessarily want to force out, if it's my understanding is correct, but also would listen to, to the right offers if they, if they came along. Yes, this is a situation 100% uh, is, uh, is absolutely correct because Kimpembe is a player who could be available on the market in case they receive a proposal maybe around 50, 55 million euros or they would be happy to keep him in the club. So let's see what happens with Kimpembe. It's true that we have Chelsea links, but my feeling is the priorities are different. Nathan Ake, let's see what happens with the league because Chelsea were pushing and are pushing for the league, but Bayern are doing really serious on this deal. So everything is open for formatized the league. Kimpembe, in my opinion, is one of the possibilities that we have to check in the coming days, in the coming weeks, because clubs like Juventus, for example, Chiellini joined Los Angeles Galaxy and at some point, sorry, Los Angeles FC and at some point, um, Matthijs Delict is leaving the club. So they need two centre-backs and Kimpembe could be an opportunity for the Italian club or for Chelsea in case they miss on Matthijs Delict. So there are many, many centre-backs on the market and I think this will be the domino at the end of, of July. So we have to keep an eye on Kimpembe because it could be an interesting opportunity on the market. Right, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back to discuss more, including the Barcelona situation uh, and getting some final thoughts from Fab as well. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
Welcome back to Kegolessa, everybody. If you're a fan of everything that we're doing, we would appreciate it if you could take 60 seconds to nominate us for the 2022 Podcast Awards. You can check us out in the sports category, and that's what's going on with the uh, barcode up in the top right corner of the screen that you're looking at now. Right, delighted to say that I'm still with our resident transfer expert, Fabrizio Romano. Fab, let's switch our attention now to, to Barcelona and uh, Laporta not giving up on Lewandowski. What's the latest there? He won't give up and Lewandowski is not giving up on joining Barca. This is an important point of the story too because Robert Lewandowski is fighting to join Barcelona. Many clubs are interested in him. Bayern are still hoping to keep him at the club but they know that it's going to be really complicated because Lewandowski wants to leave. He's been really clear in, in private, in public, with many statements. So Lewandowski only wants Barcelona move and nothing has changed. He has an agreement with Barca, three-year contract. He's just waiting for Barca to reach an agreement with Bayern. Yesterday, Juan Laporta was pretty clear in his statement saying we hope that Bayern will accept our last proposal uh, submitted a few, few days ago. So we will see. But I'm sure that in the coming days, Barcelona will be back in contact with Bayern. They will push again. Lewandowski is a big priority for Barca. They are pushing on this deal. They are still trying to get Rafinha pushing on player side because Rafinha is tempted by this Barca opportunity while Chelsea agreed the fee with Leeds. And so at the moment, the race is at the uh, final stages, I would say. Soon we will know where Rafinha will play. But Barca are really pushing on player side. And so Lewandowski, Rafinha, Barca want to do important business this summer. But we know that they have to be careful with the financial situation, waiting for everything to be resolved in the coming days. Do you think that Bayern uh, and Leeds, for, for that matter, will, will budge uh, in terms of their position on those current deals? Mm, I think uh, I think in, in this moment they know on both clubs that the players only want to join Barcelona. In the case of Lewandowski, it's only Barcelona. In the case of Rafinha, he's not turned down Chelsea yet, but at the same point he's waiting for Barcelona. He's giving priority for Barcelona. So at the moment, you know, the situation is, is pretty clear. Leeds are still hoping to find an agreement on play, player side with Chelsea so that Rafinha will accept Chelsea because the best proposal to Leeds is from Chelsea, £60 million. So don't include it. It's a very good bid for, uh, for Rafinha. On Bayer's side, in my opinion, they know that Barca at the end will push again to find an agreement and the player only wants to join Barca. So in these cases, it's not easy to change the mind of a top player like Robert Lewandowski. And another player who's been talked about a lot so far this summer is uh, Frankie de Jong. Uh, and we've got a question here about whether de Jong potentially moving on could only be triggered by Bernardo Silva signing for Barca. Is that close to the truth or are these two moves separate? No, 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 no. Completely separate. It's impossible, I think, financially for Barcelona to sign Bernardo Silva before selling Frankie de Jong. From what I'm told, is impossible. I can't say that because I'm not Laporta, but I would say that it's really, really difficult. So they love Bernardo Silva. Xavi loves Bernardo Silva. He is one of the top targets for Barca this summer. But first point, Man City don't want him to go. They are already losing uh, Gabriel Jesus, Raheem Sterling, maybe Ake, so many clubs. Many players are leaving the club. And also, at the same point, uh, they need to sell Frankie if they want to sign Bernardo Silva. Or another top player, but I don't see them selling selling players like Pedri and Sufati. So at the moment, there is absolutely nothing and the intention to go continue with these fantastic talents so for Frankie they need to find a solution to reduce his salary or to sell the player we will see because at the moment from what I'm told Frankie has no intention to reduce his salary yeah and we've seen uh, Eric Ten Hag since being appointed Manchester United boss he seems to be going for players that he knows well and De Jong obviously is one of those he's got a couple of guys at uh, at Ajax as well like Lisandro. uh you know is do, do you think that Ten Hag's insistence could potentially unlock that and and see a deal struck with uh, with with Barca for De Jong at some point. 
I think that Ten Hag is a really important factor in the market for Manchester United this summer. Uh, only Sandro, for example, that you mentioned, he's pushing a lot and May United will be in direct touch with Ajax again in the coming hours with this new bid. So Lisandro is a player that they really, really want. And for Frankie de Jong, yes, uh, Ten Hag is obsessed in a positive way, of course, with, with Frankie. He's pushing and pushing with the board to sign Frankie. So I'm sure that Ten Hag is a factor in this deal. But at the same point, Frankie is the real point to see if he will accept the, the proposal from Manchester United or if he will insist on staying at Barcelona because Frankie loves Barca. Frankie wants to stay at Barca and these kind of rumours are correct. Frankie would, Frankie would love to stay but it's now up to, to Barca to decide what they can do on a financial point of view, on a salary point of view because the main issue is not about the fee, it's about the salary of the player. So I think it will be a domino between Barca and the Young, and then between the Young and May United. At the moment, this is the situation. We have to wait. And let me say that all the parties involved, Barca, player, May United, they knew that this deal was not a fast one. So all the reports on a deal for Frankie completed before the 8th of June were, were not correct because it was almost impossible for the three parties to complete this deal before. And now you've got the situation at United with Ronaldo as well. He won't be going on the preseason tour with the team. Is you know, do, do you think that there's going to be a solution uh, to his future this summer, or is, or might he find himself frustrated in his desire to leave Manchester? Honestly, I think players like Cristiano, when they want something, they get what they want. So usually in football, it's like Lewandowski or these kind of players. When they want to change, they find a way. But at the same point, let me say Derrick Ten Hag is still waiting to speak with Cristiano, to have a conversation and to understand if there is room for a change of mind and trying to have a different approach from Cristiano and so to continue together. So Man United insists that the player is not for sale, that he is a key factor for Manchester United this summer. So I don't see this, this kind of situation as terminated between Man United and, and Ronaldo. I'm sure that Man United will insist in the coming days to keep Cristiano at the club and they still say that he's not for sale. At the same point, Jorge Mendes, to answer your question, he will push and push and push again because we saw the same kind of movie last summer between Juventus and Cristiano with Juventus board saying in public Cristiano is part of our project, Cristiano is part of our team and then Mendes found the solution uh, in, in, in a few days. So this is the real, this is the real situation, Mendes pushing with clubs. And staying in the Premier League, moving away from United and going to Arsenal, we've got a few viewers uh, asking about the Grimaldo rumours. Uh, do you have an update on that? Not yet. Let's see. I think Arsenal now have the different priorities. Uh, Tavares has many proposals from Spanish clubs, French clubs, Italian clubs interested in him. But at the moment, Arsenal have not accepting uh, any bid for, uh, for Tavares. So we will see. I saw these rumours, but at the moment, I'm told it's not something like close or imminent. We will see in the coming days. Fab, thank you so much for joining me. I know that your time is precious. Just before we thank let you. you go, any uh, any final thoughts, any deals that you've got your eye on going into the weekend? I would keep an eye on uh, on Zaniolo because uh, here in Italy is a big topic and Juventus are really keen on signing Nicolò Zaniolo and this could be a really important move on the market for a top top talent uh, here from Roma. But Roma want an important bid, around 50 million euros. So I'm sure that this deal depends on Matthijs De Ligt. I think the centre of the market will be on the centre-back uh, this weekend and next week with De Ligt, with Kunde, uh, with Lisandro Martinez, uh, with maybe Kalidou Koulibaly, with Bremer, with many, many players involved in this story. And of course, Milan Skriniar with Paris Saint-Germain. So many centre-backs on the market. And I think soon we will have the final answers on this domino. 
All right, well, we'll be keeping our eyes on the defensive situation as well as your Twitter feed. Just uh, one personal question. When, when's the next time you're going to sleep? Because we know that in the transfer <laughs> window for you, uh, it's always an extremely busy time and you get some updates at, at crazy hours. And uh, yeah, sometimes I worry for your health, my friend. <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't worry. No, I think I will sleep during the World Cup, honestly, because the Italy is not there. And so I think I can have some good rest during the World Cup. I'm not happy with it. I'm not being at the World Cup, but it's a good opportunity for me to rest a bit at some points of the day. <laughs> well, fingers crossed that you can power on through and, uh, and good luck with uh, the, the coming weeks in the transfer window. Thank and we'll you. catch up soon. Thank you very much, thank my you. friend. And guys, thank you for tuning in once more. Reminder, if you're a fan of Kegolasso Pod, we'd appreciate it if you could just take 60 seconds out of your day to nominate us for the 2022 Podcast Awards. Everything that the guys do uh, here, it's uh, you know it would be greatly appreciated. So check us out in the sports category and please go and vote. Thank you everyone for joining Fab and I and we'll see you next time. docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.